What's up, honey? I'm Sadi Simone. For years, I was looking for a spiritual sanctuary, but never felt like I fit into the wellness space. I was so turned off by the idea that I had to fit into what spirituality should look like or should sound like, I carved out a niche of my own. By embracing my spiritual sassy nature, I became an embodied permission slip to allow others to do the same. Spiritually sass is owning where you fall on the many spectrums of life, living in the complex gray areas between normal and nonconformist. Whether you identify as plain vanilla or sparkly rainbow gelato, my community welcomes and celebrates you in all your delicious potential. This podcast is for people longing for an avant-garde awakening. On the Spiritually Sassy Show, we're going to explore and celebrate what it means to show up in your full power, feeling fabulous, looking fabulous, and making a fabulous impact together. One guest at a time, we're revolutionizing and redefining what it means to be spiritual in today's modern world. This episode is brought to you by the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. As I graduate myself, the health coaching certification has been a huge ally for me to be where I'm at today. Are you curious to learn more or thinking of kicking off a new chapter in your career? Head over to the show notes and click the link to get a delicious, massive discount of $2,000 off of your tuition when you pay in full or $1,500 off if you use a payment plan. And my love, don't forget, you have to use my name as a referral to get this epic discount. And just in case you forgot, my name is Sa Di Simone. Today, we are so fucking blessed to have this legendary, delicious, amazing pop icon, Morgan, with us on the Spiritually Sassy Show. Morgan, according to his view of the world, um, he's one where traditional boundaries do not exist. At the core of alternative and pop, uh, Morgan's a storyteller navigating the expense. Is that how I mentioned it? Alt, A-L-T? Is that what mm-hmm. it is? Alt, yeah. yeah. Alt. Alternative, yeah. Alternative, okay. I'll do that again uh, because I think alt, I mean, I, I usually just see it. I'm usually like, oh, what does that mean? I think it's alternative, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I know. Okay. Also, genre is dead. <laughs> oh, th- thank you for recognizing that because I feel like I have, uh, we'll talk more about this on the show too, because I think you, you're, you're a, a spiritual pop star, uh, which I, I find it liberating. Once I, once I, wow. once I landed on you, I was like, yes, honey, this is honey. Hey. Uh, and can I call you queen on the show too? Does that work? Please. Okay. Please. Okay. So I'm going to do that again. Um, So today we're so fucking blessed to have spiritual pop star and icon Morgan on the show, honey. The world according to Morgan is one where traditional boundaries do not exist. I'm living for that already. At the core, alternative pop artist is a storyteller navigating the expense between everything devastating and joyous about the human condition. Oh, living for that. (laughs) Morgan's soulful voice and magnetic presence set an intoxicating and mesmerizing mood. Mm-hmm. Agree 100%. Creating a collection of danceable, relatable, and memorable, memorable songs, Morgan continues to move seamlessly between the alternative and pop world. Mm. 
Morgan's uh, music has had over 25 million combined global streams. Morgan, welcome to the show, my love. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> Every time, I mean, whenever anyone reads an intro about me, I'm just like, I'm right here. Do I interject? Do I reject that? Do I accept it? Like, it's such a, it's such a journey. You know, like, I, I, I love your story, first of all. Um, I read your book. I just finished it, actually. Like, when I knew I was going to be on this, I was like, okay, I'm going to get it. I did the audio book because I love when the author reads it. And I think there's a very special thing about the way you read your book. Um, but I grew up in Nashville, Tennessee. Okay. And so, like, the idea of, like, expanse of human, you know, experience. Oh, I'm going to pause. Is that too loud? Because my roommate... Okay. Okay. Sorry. Is, is the roommate blending something? Or is that yeah, there's there's <laughs> music music okay. happening everywhere okay, in this house. It. Yeah. Uh, um I'll just start at uh Nashville. So I yeah, I grew up in Nashville, Tennessee, and the idea that you could be like sort of a fluid expression of everything was mm -hmm. not really something that um, I was ever encouraged to do and express, you know? And so I feel really like, I feel kind of validated that like in 2020, that was a really tough year. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not gonna pretend, you know, it was a really tough year that magical things like the internet brought me to you, um, is kind of an uh it kind of um reaffirms the path that i'm on which is one that like doesn't really stick to uh one way and it also tries to find a fluid expression for everything that that i am you know oh oh my god honey i'm gonna need that answer when i ask you the last question on the show because you just you already answered the last question of the show at the first so thank you for that honey. Great. <laughs> so let's jump right in um, first question I ask everybody is who are you right now? Wow. You know, I, I am, I hope that, um, the honest answer right now is that I am literally in the biggest like pivot of my life. You know, mm -hmm. everything is, everything that i am i'm doing is like is constantly shifting and so i kind of feel like i am water you know right now like i am i am um i'm just taking shape you know like i'm sort of like the dams are bursting and so i'm like spreading into new spaces you know like if you put a water in a in a cup it will take the shape of the cup if you put a water if you put water in the ocean it'll take the shape of the ocean so i'm like right now i feel like so many structures and systems are breaking for me in my head mm -hmm. so right now my best answer to that question is that i feel like water because i feel like i'm just i'm i'm in constantly in motion mm -hmm. and when we ask this question for every guest that's exactly the, the essence of, of the answer that we're, that we're looking to hear, to educate people about the spiritual path, to educate people to this exact experience of being more like water, being more mutable, more transient, more changeable. 
So thank you for this I, uh, iconic well, I, answer. <laughs> I do also, I want to say that I am honest to a fault in that like, it's not fun. And I literally had therapy today where I was like kicking and screaming like a child, you know, which is honestly part of my healing is healing my child. But like, I, I was literally, I think the words uh, that came out of my mouth were like, can I be done with this? Like, can I just have like, can I just have a breakthrough? And like, a, can I be done? Because it's like painful to be um, constantly uh, shifting, right? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, but then mm -hmm. as I'm sitting here telling you and you're reflecting it back to me, I'm also like, oh, wait, that's, that means I'm alive. That means I'm, uh, that means I'm alive. That means that I'm like, I'm doing mm -hmm. it. I'm doing well that it's, that it's not hard, but that it's, um, that there are so many lessons coming up for me. Mm, how beautiful and brave to say that, you know, I had that, that little, um, TikTok that I then posted on IG later about every challenge being being a blessing in drag and how that was so relatable for people. And I think this is the ultimate game, right? When we learn to to see every challenge as a blessing and hearing you say that, it's just uh, emphasizing that. It's like, I have so many things coming up, but like, can I hang with them? Can I be okay with the uncertainty? Can I be okay with the discomfort? And I think that's the ultimate thing that we're, we're sort of a um, orienting our minds to be, to, to be more okay with that. Yeah. I feel like this year has been a perfect container for, <laughs> for reori for reorienting the mind. You know, yeah. I, I was imagining coming on here and like, I was imagining you asking me like, are you feeling, are you feeling spiritually sassy? And I was going to be <laughs> like, no, <laughs> I'm feeling, I'm feeling the toughness of, you know, this year, but then literally as I'm saying it right now and like laughing at it, I'm like, it's the, that's the perfect metaphor for what this year is. Like every, you know, what is it like you make plans, God laughs or, you know, whatever you believe about God or being, but like, you know, it's just like this whole year has been one pivot. Mm -hmm, after mm -hmm. another mm -hmm. but then something you know something happens where like i really do think and i'm not exaggerating i think like the meeting of you and the encountering of you was magical and i would just want to like break down what actually happened Please. because i i don't i'm i want to say i came across you on tiktok which TikTok has been like a big part of this quarantine literally says everyone, you know, <laughs> and like, and I, I come across you and I, and I, then I go to Instagram, you know, and I'm just starting out on TikTok and I'm like, okay, I, I find you on Instagram and I follow or whatever. And I joined one of your lives. Like the, it was like, you were going live in that moment. I was like, okay, here I am. <laughs> and you were like dancing. And I'm, I'm pretty sure I was like, like in my bedroom, like halfway between like, depression and walking out the door you know and i like caught your live and i was like you were like dance and i was like no and then you're like dance and i was like yes <laughs> so i just like dancing in my room and i was like uh literally i'd never i had never come across you before and, and i was i had just released my song wonder and you know feeling both a little bit foolish and also like i want to share the message of wonder wherever i can i was just like stream wonder in the chat you know 
somehow you saw it and like you turned it on and I'm sitting there being like, that's a sign. Like you, you actually like the line is like, I wonder if anyone will hear this and you heard me and you not only did you play it, like we had that experience. And then, you know, again, this is the first time I encounter you. And I think 15, you were actually only on there because it was like a, a test or a sound check because mm-hmm. you were, then going on the Chopra mm-hmm. account like 15 minutes later and yeah. you started the event with wonder and i'm just like <laughs> such a fan of the whole thing but it was like it was a real it was a real nod to me from the universe being like keep keep going and as weird as that can sound that the internet can be a tool for spirituality i think like in a way it can be because it like it's like leading me to people like you and to the right people that when you played my song on the Chopra Instagram, I was like, I was, um, I screenshotted it. I was like so excited. Um, and it felt meant to be. Oh my God, honey. Oh my God. Well, thank you for that beautiful, delicious, sweet, tender reflection. And the feeling is mutual, you know? Um, I, it's like, it was just that perfect moment where I was like open to receive and to, and to be curious. And I have to tell you, my love, that wonder has been working wonders for me, like Mm. legit driving to and from seeing my trainers, probably the only time I drive or when I go see my, my dermatologist in Beverly Hills and during this time. Um, and I play wonder and it, it literally works wonders for me. Like I cry, I laugh, I feel seen, I feel validated. I feel access to my heart all over again, all of it. And how long was the song? Maybe four minutes, five minutes. It might be three. I don't know. It might yeah. be three and a half, but yeah. And that, the, the fact that you can create such a, a delicious transformation in such a short amount of time, you know, no wonder why the Dalai Lama and so much of the, the tantric Buddhist uh, lineages are, are speaking so often about the power of music, the power of dance. And this is why it's so connected to my, um, to everything that I teach and I share for that reason. So thank you for reaching out. That's the power of the internet. Thank you. Yeah, I I do think it's like those magic moments where you're like, you're just open enough to try and you're also just open enough to receive, you know, that like has made so many moments for me this year. Like, I'm not sure if you saw this or if, you know, I'm I'm very vocal about this because like Mm -hmm. my, you know, and stop me if you're like, you're like, I have questions that I need to ask. And I'm just no, like, please go, go, you know? please. This but is your show, baby. I, I was, I was literally at the start of the pandemic, like m- what happened and like going into quarantine. First of all, I'm a March birthday, March 5th. And I was, I'm a Pisces and I was in Barcelona for my birthday. And it was like magical and fun and free. And there was this, like, there was this whisper of like, a virus or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, it's, it's not, not for me, honey, like I'm good. And I'm in Barcelona, but like, literally I flew back and the next day Barcelona shut down. So oh I was God. like, okay, so I'm going to quarantine. And then we went into quarantine. And as we went into quarantine that day, I got dropped by the record label that I was with. Mm-hmm. And that was devastating. 
Wow. And that same day, Billie Eilish, who I, I'm sure you know, but a musician, mm-hmm. incredible musician, yeah. tweeted, tweeted about my song Home being inspiring to her record. I have full so, body chills. I have full body chills. Keep going. So <laughs> I was like, I was experiencing this like incredible, like low and panic with this like incredible, like my phone was blowing up. Like people were like, people were sending it to me and that's how I found out about it. And so it was like this incredible high that was happening at the same time. And I was like, I have no idea like what I'm going to do, where I'm going to go, how this is going to happen. And literally I had, I had wonder, I had the song. And for me, it was like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to send it out to my fans and we're going to like make a video together. You know, Mm -hmm. all of this was just like, you know, all of this was just a, a, a dream and an exploration. And, you know, the music industry is super confusing, but I was like navigating the best that I could. And mm-hmm. actually like, you know, if I'm to correct the bio that I, you know, sent you, I should actually say that wonder alone has now gotten 25 million global streams just on that one song. Oh, you know? of course, of course. Yeah. I, uh... Yeah. It's, you know, the, the number that, you know, it's okay to want the numbers, you know, and it's, it's incredibly humbling to be like, I figured out how to navigate this time that was extremely difficult and make something that felt very me and felt very real to like the human being Mm -hmm. that I am through the music mm-hmm. in this modern music industry space. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, wonder, like wonder has kept me going. You know, I just released seven versions, seven chakras. Like I just released like one for every single like mood. And, you know, it's, I don't know. It, it's, a. Uh, I'm in a, I'm in a constant state of wonder trying Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. figure out uh, what feels good and follow that. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. Brilliant. Brilliant. And can you just, I mean, can you tell us a little bit about what it's like to the creative process and how did you come up with wonder? Like, were you writing the lyrics at night and were you, was it a, a, you're driving to Joshua tree. I'm just painting a picture and you have to stop the car and, you know, write the lyrics. Like, how does it, what's the creative process for you to write? I, I, and no wonder why Wonder has 25 million songs because I'm telling you guys, everyone listening to, on the show, we're going to put the link on the, for the song in the show notes because the song has such potency and it's, it really is like, you can watch one movie and it can change your life. You can listen to one song and it can change your life. Like, and I feel like Wonder, and I'm not saying this slightly because, you know, I'm, I'm a no BS kind of person. Wonder does have that power to really move you through all of it and still feel like there's a sense of wonder to life that I could still be courageous and curious and like, and still find joy in the midst of all the challenges that are happening. And you do this with the lyrics, you do this with the beats, you do this with, with the entire mood that you create in those three and a half minutes. So tell us about the creative process and what inspired you to write wonder. Well, I, I really do believe that songs are like little spells like they are like they are they hold a tiny little universe inside of them you know uh i actually finished wonder on 11 11 on november 11th and that's a very important day for me so i like i had this like 
premonition that it was going to be special. I just didn't realize that it was going to carry me through a broken year. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, but, uh, you know, every song, every time I answer this question, I answer it differently because that's the truth. Every, every <laughs> song is its own, uh. is its own journey. And wonder happened in, it happened in the studio, but I actually posted the voice memo from the day of it the producers who are this group called park wild they were playing just like this piano pattern and literally there's this voice memo and it's it's such a beautiful capture of what the creative process is because literally i'm just like um I feel so fun in my body. It's hard to find my way back. David, don't help me. I'm like, I'm just, I'm like feeling my way through it, like, like, like caramel, you know? I'm chasing, maybe, well, maybe I am. Oh, I wonder, I wonder if it'll be me. I wonder if I ever beat it. Like, it's just, you know, even as I do it now, it like, it felt like the words were were trying to come through you know like mm -hmm. i'm a big fan of not owning not owning your creativity in that like i mean own your you know own your copyrights or whatever don't give that away but like you are a vessel for a moment you know what i mean and i feel like wonder was um, was a true moment for me of of like letting some kind of message come through but one of the original lyrics was like uh if i can if i can stand the weight of this burden that's actually that was one of them um and what's interesting is i actually have a song called burden on my album but that mm -hmm. is not out and i haven't announced it and mm -hmm. here we are i'm just giving you the tea <laughs> but uh. um it's coming, it's birthing. I'm in a birthing process right now. But uh, Wonder, there was a guy in the room, Gary Go, who's a great artist and writer. And he, I remember he was like, he was like, Morgan, what do you wonder about? And the first thing I said is, I wonder if anyone will hear this. Because, you know, I knew that, I knew I was going to be dropped. I knew that that was like coming, you know, and I, and I'm, you know, at the heart of it, I'm, I'm, I'm the same little boy who loved to sing in Nashville, Tennessee that I am now. It's just like, how do I, how do I break through? How do I find the people who need the song? How do I find the people who, who are curious and connected and, and, and passionate and and brave and all the things that i'm like searching for like i wonder if anyone will hear this i wonder if i'll ever be fearless mm -hmm. i wonder if i'll end up alone mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i wonder if what i say will matter to someone mm -hmm. i wonder if i'll go broke trying to keep on mm. i wonder these are like these are as pure a thought as possible and you know i feel like like everything that I've ever created, I just happen to be at the right place at the right time. Mm, beautiful. And why do you think uh, so many people related to the song so deeply? Oh, I've gotten some really incredible messages. And one of the things I'm working on is actually 
reading those, like is actually like taking them in because um, I think there is, especially right now, like that the song landed in the middle of this time where like, where people are wondering every aspect of their life, you know, like so much, you know, artists, I feel like we are, we're meant to pivot. I've said this before. It's like, as artists, we're like meant to be on the cutting edge of shifting, but this year has made people shift who they might've been like, I'm good. You know, like I'm, I'm chill, I'm sailing. Mm -hmm. And this year just went and was like, you know, um, and I feel like people have said that wonder is like soundtracking the things that they're like, they haven't been able to say out loud, mm. you know, mm. Mm. which is, you know, there are, there are days, if I can be so honest, there are days Please. where I'm like, wouldn't it be nice if I had the abs of steel and the, and the jawline of, of, you know, of a, of a, of a brick, you know? And then I'm like, I would never write the songs that I write and I would never be the person I am if I was attempting to be like everybody else or attempting to be like anyone else. You know, mm-hmm. the only way that these songs get to come through is that I have decided somewhere along the way that it's too hard to be anyone else but me, mm-hmm. which is, you know, mm-hmm. which is the journey I'm on. Oh my God. Can you say that again? It's too hard to be anybody else but me yeah it's too hard to be anyone else but me how the, beautiful the, and profound that statement is i know i'll be in therapy next week like repeating it being like can i just learn the lesson you know like <laughs> so so much of the album that i have made is are are lessons that i'm in the middle of you know I, I do believe that it's it's far less interesting for me to for a song to have all the answers. I I do think that the questions the question is the most important part and the answers are you know as Bob Dylan says they're blowing in the wind, you know like I it's I don't have the answers and I'm like so in the process of discovery mm-hmm. and so a lot of the songs on my album with titles like burden and reframe and losing myself, they are, you know, which this is the first time I'm saying that out loud and it feels good. Um, It feels like those are the lessons that I'm also, I'm also coming up against at the same time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What's something that you are uh, working through right now? that you feel um, comfortable sharing with us? Because part of, part of the reason why I think I've, my, my, uh, the Spiritual Assessing message has reached so many people and the, why the Spiritual Assessing book has, has been uh, such a big success, I think it's because I never shy away from letting the hair down, metaphorically speaking, but being totally vulnerable and showing up that the spiritual path and the healing path is messy. But can we smile in the mess, honey? Can we look? Yes. Can, we, can we do our best to smile in the mess and still be kind to another human while we're experiencing these these very challenging times? Um, is there yeah. something that you're working through that you feel comfortable sharing with us? I actually, I actually posted. Um, well, I posted yesterday. Bless the sacred mess, and people <laughs> really responded to that. And I, you know, that that was just like 
I was literally just like, it was yesterday was, I was a mess. Like yesterday I ate ice cream and pizza because that's where my emotions were, which is I'm not shaming myself, but also I feel indigestion today. And I'm just going to be honest about that. <laughs> um, yes. one, of the th- one of the things I'm working on for somebody who uses their voice so much, I have discovered I have trouble speaking up when I feel um, wronged or or feel uh, when I feel attacked and you know I'm I'm like my throat chakra is like something that like has always been like so pure even if stuff around it has been kind of stuck like that has always been something that's like there you are that it's like your voice wants to come through whether you uh, are allowing it to or not mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but you know if people are listening to this and they're like not into chakras I'll, I'll say it more more real and more clearly people love to tell me what box they think i'm supposed to be in mm. and unfortunately i have listened you know and there was a time being from nashville where somebody mm. you know told me like you are too gay to make it in music in Nashville, you know? Mm -hmm. And I wish that, you know, I wish I had the knowledge I have now to realize that they are also, they were a gay man as well. And Mm -hmm. they're telling me this. And I, and I realize now that like they were projecting their Mm -hmm. opinion about something Mm-hmm. on me and whether that's true or not is not what i is not my life's journey to figure out it's not my journey is not to figure out that their limited belief is true my mm-hmm. journey is to figure out that their limited belief is theirs and mine is my own you Ooh! know <laughs> yes honey say it loud forever <laughs> <laughs> so so i've had people you know i posted a couple of days ago in response to this conversation happening on the internet you know between I don't want to name it. I'm just not even in, I'm not there, but Mm. I posted a picture in this like dress, like jacket dress Mm -hmm, thing. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was specifically told not to post that photo. I was like basically told, I I, I don't remember. It's, it's unimportant because whatever it is, I listened. Mm -hmm. Is that the photo that you posted with the caption that says real men wear whatever they want? Yeah. It's one of the questions I had. So I'm so glad you're honored there already. Keep going. This yeah. is delicious. Uh. I, I, w- I was told not to post it. And, and, and I listened, you know, because there was so much at stake. There was like my, my, my deal, you know, and this sort of like team that was, that I was working with. And I, and I listened because I was so afraid to like ruffle the feathers ruffle their feathers but also mm-hmm. i was afraid to express myself mm-hmm. which is like it's a scary admission to be like you're somebody who speaking about myself like i'm somebody who believes in self-expression who has fought so hard to be able to be uh has fought so hard to be able to express themselves Mm-hmm. But maybe maybe it's not about the fight. It's just about the acceptance. And in that moment, I let somebody else tell me what version of me was most palatable. 
you know, there, uh, there's a great, um, author writer, Alok, and I'm forgetting their last name, Mm -hmm. but he was, they were talking about like how, when you're queer, it's like, you're either this like fierce thing or, and less accepted is this sort of like mess space, you know, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. you like have to be fierce and like, let's, let's not get it twisted. I'm fierce. Like there are many moments where like I can put on an outfit and I can take a photo, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. But, but I am also a mess, you know, Mm -hmm. like I am also so in process that it hurts. And, Mm -hmm. you know, when I was told like not to post this, like I, I listened because it was easier to stay silent than it, than it was to just do it. And, you know, when I posted that photo, I, I, I mean, I, I don't, I could pull up the numbers, but the numbers are through the roof, you know, mm-hmm, for this, mm-hmm. for this one post that just, you know, was so real and so what I was feeling. And that outfit was so important to me when I put it on, mm-hmm. you know, because this is again, somebody growing up in Nashville who never got to do that, who never mm-hmm. got to dye their hair, wear an mm-hmm. earring, you know, I'm currently sporting a mullet. Like Mm -hmm. there are just, well, that's very, that's very Nashville, I guess. But, you know, I like to think mine is more fabulous, you know, you're naturally, (laughs) naturally. Mm. Um, Mm. So yeah, that, that I think right now what I'm sort of working through is like, and maybe it's just a lifelong, it probably is a lifelong mission Mm -hmm. to express myself, you know? And again, kicking and screaming like I did in therapy. It's like, it is not going to happen. I'm not going to arrive at expression and then put a pin in it, pin, pit, put, put a pin in it mm-hmm. and be like, um, okay, cool. We're chill. It's like, you're going to arrive at it and you're going to constantly recalibrate to it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I may have just answered a very deep question just now. I think you just did. That's what it <laughs> felt like for me too. Oh my God. Babe, do you mind sharing about your coming out story? Because it sounds like your Nashville was quite a, quite a challenging place to be, to be queer, to be, to be expressed. And I mean, so much of the work of being spiritually sassy and claiming that as a state of being, and then going to these high places, they're meant to be so sacred, so holy, and having the pushback from people uh, just because of how I presented myself, what's non-verbally communicated about me and how people, you know, um, will, 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 you know, non, non-verbally like violate you and, and have these microaggressions towards you. Can you speak to that experience? I can. And I, and I think, you know, if people are, if people are here at this point in the episode, like they're here and they want the journey. So I'm going to put the disclaimer that like, we are, we're, we're going to go into microaggressions and we're going to go into, you know, uh, I don't want to label it as anything, but there are, there are boundaries that were, that were crossed Mm -hmm. in a very, uh, very, uh, um, young mm-hmm. place uh, mm-hmm. for me. And, you know, short story is that I was at a camp and I actually hooked up with my counselor. Mm-hmm. And that is not something that um, I've said before, but it, it actually feels right 
and that's why I made the disclaimer. Mm-hmm. Um, it was something that I thought I, I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the points that I have come to over and over again is that there was an innocence that was like taken from me at mm-hmm. a time where I was not really understanding what I was giving away, you know? Mm. And I've also thought a lot about this from like the, the, the perspective of I'm going to interchange like gay and queer. Mm -hmm. I did that too. Mm. You know, but for the queer experience and this is, I'm, I'm not a monolith, but you know, I didn't grow up religious so, and I know people who did, so I can't tell everyone's story, but my mm-hmm. story is that when you are young and you're exploring feeling when it's between a man and a woman, especially in the South, it may feel, it may feel again, I don't know. It may feel, um, mm. wrong because sex ed may be like more conservative or like you might have a religious upbringing, but like still like the sort of awkwardness of a male female kiss or whatever when you're like when you're in middle or high school mm-hmm. i was in i was a late bloomer but let's so i'm gonna say high school mm. and it can still be like kind of awkward but it's also acceptable to be awkward because you're exploring like this very human thing but when you're a a, a guy mm-hmm. in the south having I'm burping because it's like, I'm also releasing right now. Um, Mm. You, when you are coming up against this sort of male on male attraction and feeling, there's a double layer of like, this feels, um, this feels scary and it also feels wrong. Mm -hmm. And that is something that I've, I've thought so much about because I, I wish we could break the stigma of, of that completely so that so then we're just dealing with the sort of like the 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 consent do you know what i mean mm-hmm. because this this also becomes a very common story where in the gay queer space and something that i experience is that um the language of consent is so blurred and broken oh yeah that in my experience it it was crossed Mm -hmm. and you know, I'm not going to justify, I'm not going to justify it. You know, I think like if, if, if people are listening and, and feel seen in this story, I hope that they do. I do think that what happened was, was ultimately for me necessary to discover parts of myself that needed to come through. I do just think that like, because in the queer coming out, oftentimes the, the idea of consent is just completely thrown out because you're already, it's already, uh, seemingly subservient or devious or wrong. Mm -hmm. So it gets thrown out. Um, I feel like, I feel like I've had to like rebuild and I'm still rebuilding the idea of, of, of boundaries and, oh yeah, this feels, yeah. Um, I can hear it in my voice. It's emotional. Um, 
I'm still rebuilding the idea of boundaries and consent. And I think that that is, um, I don't think that's talked about enough because I think it's as common. It's so common, especially mm-hmm. for, mm-hmm. for gay men. Mm-hmm. And I just have to say, as a first listening to this, that I feel seen and I feel like my story is validated because everything you've shared is so at the core of every, I think every, most people's queer experience, everything you've said. So thank you. You know, we, in Buddhism, we, instead of saying amen, we say omahum, omahum. So thank you for that. Omahum. Thank you. Thank you for mm-hmm. being such a delicious guru for us right now and helping us to, you know, get to know ourselves at a deeper level. Thank you for that, sweetie. Thanks. Thanks for cultivating the space. I, I selfishly felt like, I was like, I am so excited to come on this podcast because I know that, uh, I know that you would cultivate a safe space and that what I would then, what would then come through was going to be selfishly healing for me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I'm honored that you say that. I'm so honored that that you, that that would be the experience for you. Uh, It's quite have been, it's kind of have, has been like that. And here's why I started the podcast because I'm looking at the, all, all aspects of my work and I'm like, where is the most joy live in, for me right now and interviewing, talking to, talking to people like yourself today and all the amazing people that we're having on the show has been a tremendously joyful for me. And where there's joy for me, there's definitely healing for other people. So boom, honey, we're, mm. we're both, it's a sustainable cycle here, honey. So I love you. it. How did you get started with this? The, you know, your music is deeply spiritual. It's deeply about the human condition and everything you share, you speak so eloquently and with such beautiful articulation. How did you land or begin this inner journey? How did you begin your spiritual path or your healing path? Or, you know, uh, will you speak to that? Wow. Um, I, I think the honest answer is that my life, it's, it's sometimes like pin the tail on the spiritual donkey, you know, Mm -hmm. like, it's Mm -hmm. like, it's like follow follow the thread um, wherever it wherever it goes. You know, mm-hmm. I, I can point to like I can point to pivotal moments. You know, like I can point to in college going to Burning Man was pivotal to me. Um, I I can I can point to like yoga when I was living in New York City being mm-hmm. like pivotal to me. But sometimes sometimes things, you know, meditation has come and gone and come and gone. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually was listening to something today that was like, don't meditate because, because it makes you feel good. Like sometimes people are like, Oh, oh like, Oh, I just need the drug of meditation, you know, <laughs> but it's like, uh. it's like it as a practice is something that I'm uh, still recalibrating myself to mm-hmm. i don't know this might be like a, a spot for me that's like i think i'm so on my spiritual journey that i'm actually unable to articulate where where it started or where it's going mm-hmm. i do think that it like it that it comes from pain you know mm-hmm. like i do think it comes from 
um, my, I think it, I think my journey is connected to my healing that that's as much as I really know. But the honest answer is that I, I don't know. And that's what gives me the curiosity to keep going. Mm -hmm. I do love what you said about like where there's joy, there's like, you know, love and there's like, you know, energy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that feels like a constant, um, you know, it feels like a constant pivot I'm having and was even having today is like, where is their joy? Um, mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm honestly just, there's joy in music to me. There, like the, the heart of my music is joy. Mm -hmm. um, and there's joy in, in, in release and in uh, sharing Mm -hmm. And being, being in community together, that feels like, uh, that feels the realest to me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Beautiful. Thank you, love. Question for you. Do you have a sort of set of like non-negotiables or, or practices that are like, um, that you're, you're constantly going back to? Uh, you spoke about therapy early, you spoke about meditation, you spoke about chakras. Um, will you, will you tell us, will you let us in? A little bit in that place. Wow. <laughs> Why not? I, you know, I'm still developing a language for like what is non-negotiable. I do think therapy is non-negotiable. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I have been in and out of therapy for so much of my life. Mm -hmm. And where it used to feel like something that was like forced upon me, now it's like, you know, even going into this pandemic, like I have a therapist that we are able to do virtual and it's, mm -hmm. you know, I was actually driving today back from somewhere and I, I was like, I'm not going to make it home. So I pulled off the side of the road and parked and like did my session. And that is non-negotiable for me. What else is non-negotiable for me? Um, um, I, I, I think like listening um this might be not what you're looking for but i'm just thinking out loud here it's like please when when i'm speaking to someone that they listen and when they're speaking to me i listen mm -hmm. you know there's um i don't know that that feels like something so small but it actually is a is uh there are definitely so many interactions where people just aren't listening to each other and it that feels uh, non-negotiable to me. Mm -hmm. Wow. You've, you've highlighted, I think like a, a, a part of me that's like totally in process because, and, and it's actually like something I, I, you know, truly like would love to learn from you and am learning like other methods, um, for healing and practices that are non-negotiable because i think truly i don't have a ton at this moment like i'm mm -hmm, mm -hmm. still discovering things that make me feel make me feel great and seen mm. and heard beautiful beautiful thank you for such a beautiful answer and i gotta tell you though that deep listening um it's 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 a uh, an extremely profound spiritual practice, you know, when we can listen 
without getting caught up in all the tabs in our minds or is that without like already thinking back what we're going to say to that person when we can truly listen to somebody else fully like that this is this is at the core of mindfulness so think that is if that's a non-negotiable for you honey mindfulness practice is a non-negotiable for you and i speak to this often it's like when you're talking to somebody who's so intoxicated in their mind and i'm not talking toxic i'm not talking about intoxicated with drugs and alcohol i'm talking about like psychologically intoxicated with their own my life my needs my 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 and when you're talking to them it's really um it's disorienting because there's you know unintentionally they're always trying to up what you're saying there's this layer of comparison there's this layer of competition and you can tell when someone's profoundly listening to you you feel a sense of specialness you feel a sense of it's it's a very sweet moment of deep profound connection so thank you for highlighting that yeah thank you i mean uh, gosh thank you for reflecting again you're just <laughs> that's it's such a gift um question for you what makes you feel sexy and magnetic Ooh, well i i do think it's all in the eyes you know like mm, i think mm, that mm. that that you know it's it's definitely in the eye of the beholder but also it's the in the eye of the be held in? I don't. What's the? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know this. What it would be? Uh, but like, it's in the eye of. Uh, there are times like when I'm like, I I have been told uh, that I'm very photogenic and like, you know, I I'm not somebody who grew up like being like, oh wow, I'm I'm the hottest thing in the world, and I'm still just like I'm just a human. But I will say, and I said this already, I do take a mean photo, you know, and there are times when I'm like taking a, uh, uh, a photo and me and the camera are in this like relationship and I can like feel my eyes, I can feel in my eyes, like the whole story, the whole, the whole like energy, you know? So I do think it's like, I think it's the eyes. I, I think it's the feeling of knowing that you are sexy, beautiful and free that then radiates that like that whole energy to people looking at, at you being like they are sexy radiant and free mm, oh my god love that i also i also like love a custom piece like i love you know especially like in the in the male body genre where you know it's like i actually worked with a director you know this was talking about reclaiming my voice like i worked with a director who was like it would be a lot easier if you were a model and it was like you know he's like what size are you now and it was so condescending and so awful and i can't believe i put myself through it but i needed to get this music out and i and i and i you know hate that i didn't speak up mm -hmm. but here i am now being like when somebody like i have a great friend bomb b-o-m-m-e who made me this like custom translucent trans hieroglyphic jacket piece that i photograph a lot in like he made it fitted to me and i feel like the superhero that i always wanted to be you know mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. a custom piece also makes me feel very alive i love that and will you tell us like what what informs your your fashion what informs because you always pull up like if i look at everything you're pulling up i wish you guys could see this view too Every single thing, there's such an important attention to detail, even what's in your background. You know, I can tell that you live a very curated story, that you live very poetically and 
you are this embodied spiritual artist for a motherfucking reason, honey. I can tell. So we like what informs the way you dress. You know, I go through massive seasons. Sometimes I'm wearing a kimono, and sometimes I'm I'm you know I've, half of my wardrobe are more it's more gendered, and sometimes it's you can't even like you see me on the streets. It's very androgynous, you know. It, so what informs your um, your style and your fashion sense? I I do think that 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 fashion for me is a costume, you know, and it's, it's one of the freeing spaces about clothing is like growing up again in the South where it's like, you know, a polo and khakis, I definitely wore it. You know, I hope and no photo of that ever surfaces, but I definitely wore it, you know, but now, <laughs> I, now I, I can play with the idea of gender, you know, in whatever, like, whatever i mean well first of all there's quarantine fashion which is its own like i have <laughs> i have worn this shirt for so many days you know what i mean but like i i actually just got sent this like incredible like like it's like a formal pant but like kind of billows so it's a little bit like it's a little flowy but like is fitted like a male dress pant mm -hmm. but like flows like a woman's like boot cut kind of thing mm -hmm. you know Love. And this, like, you know, that, that really feels, uh, exciting to me to think of like, um, fashion and you say, you say curate and I'm like looking at the, the space that I'm in. And the thing is, I think I collect things. I'm a collector. And I think that that's reflected in the fashion too. It's like a piece from here and a piece from here. And then all of a sudden they're like this hybrid. My mom actually tells this story that like I was in a clothing store when I was little and I like pulled a pant from one department and pulled like a shirt from the other. And the person was like, that's a weird choice. But then when we looked at it, they were actually made by the same company. Wow. So like, mm. like it was like, they had tried to put it in these like different like sections. And I was like, no, they're together. And they're like, not at all. And then they're like literally made by the same company. So like they are connected. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, yeah. I feel like that's very much the way that I dress and the way that I like, I collect, you know, think this Mac, this macrame moment that a friend made and this pride flag that I was given on tour, like a fan, like handed me this pride flag and it's, you know, um, that feels like very me. I'm like a macrame pride flag. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you something. Are you close to your mother? Yes, very. How often do you guys talk? Um, if, if she had it her way every hour of every day. Um, but we, I mean, we, we used to talk like every day. I think like, you know, I think I've been taking a lot of space over, quarantine just because there's like there's a lot of like virtual conversation and there's a lot of like speaking that happens day in and day out so like we haven't caught up as much but um yeah she's she's uh she's a rock you know she she got me through such pivotal moments of of childhood where like i didn't want to get out of bed and i was bullied so hard that like you know, I didn't think that I would like make it through. And, you know, we've even talked about like how I was, you know, telling her things like, you know, you know, again, disclaimer, but just sort of being like, well, I'm, you know, going to kill myself, you know, and, mm -hmm. uh, and 
and not wanting to get out of bed or go to school. And she, as the mother, like had to like, you know, hold space for that. Mm-hmm. And we've, we've talked a lot about like that. And I, I, I realized that that's so much, she had to hold space. She had to hold space for so much, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm really, I'm really grateful to her. There's one story where like, mm-hmm. I was feeling sick Mm-hmm. And or sick. I was feeling sick. I wasn't. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I was in quotes, but I wasn't feeling well. And she took me to the doctor. Mm. This might be a gross story, but whatever. Please do. She How old me- were you? How old were you? I don't know. I was like maybe in second grade. So like, you know, what is that? Uh, not, uh, I have eight, no idea. Okay. Seven. I don't know. I don't know. Mm. I don't know okay. time or space. But I was young. She took me to the doctor, and she's like, "He's sick." And the doctors like ran the test and took my temperature and they're like, he's fine. You can go. And my mom was like, I am telling you, (laughs) my son is sick. And they're like, I don't know what to tell you. And then the next thing I know, I literally, she literally is like, hold, like rushes out her hands to like catch me. I'm like, I literally threw up right in the waiting room, you know? And she like caught it with her bare hands you know, such a gross story, but like such a perfect portrait mm-hmm. of my mother who mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. knew so well, you know, and they're like, no, he's not. We ran the test. He's fine. And she's like, I'm telling you at, maybe she manifested it or like, I don't know, or maybe she's just had the premonition, mm-hmm. but then also there was no time to like get a trash can or anything. My mom right there is just like first mm-hmm. in line. Mm-hmm. That's my mother. That is so beautiful. Bless mom. We love you. Thank you for, thank you for being there. You're like, that is beautiful. And also, are you really? No. (laughs) I mean, honestly, I think there's, I've had many stories, similar stories in, in nature to, uh, with my mom. Let me ask you, um, let me ask you this. Has, was your mom okay with you, uh, with your queerness? Yes. Um, but I think the honest answer, and I think important to say, mm. is that she cried a lot. And I'm I'm not sure she would process it this way, but I think mm. like that she has and still has to mourn the the portrait of my life that she, um, you know, if she was here, she she'd be a great interview partner. But like. Um, she had to mourn the sort of like story that she had created about my life and for my life, Mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. while she was very quick to accept the first thing I remember are the tears. Mm. I'm like burping so much. It's like, I'm telling you, (laughs) I'm having a shamanic ritual (laughs) taking place live, honey. Oh my God. That's so beautiful. Thanks mom for supporting and accepting uh, Morgan uh, from a, uh, through such a a challenging process for all of us uh, queer people. Um, In my case, just so everybody sort of hears this a little bit more um, in in my story, it took me until I was 23 to come out. And I remember my letter I invited her to come to New York. I had started the the fashion magazine. I felt like I, I felt like I was powerful, and now I can let you know who I truly am. So flawed, uh, poor thing. And so I, I gave her a letter. I said, "Read this letter at this park, and then we'll meet." And then she says, "She just we just 
barely spoke. She's just like, hugs, let's go to dinner, we're fine. But my dad has never spoken about it. And it's only in this last year, we're speaking about 2020, that my dad actually is like asking me, um, because my mom is sort of pushing him about, you know, who I'm dating and who, you know, what's, what's about that. And so it's, it's sweet to see, but it's, it's been a massive work in progress. So to hear you say that your mom has been so supportive uh, from the very beginning, um, bless, bless her light. Yeah. Yeah. I'm lucky. I'm very lucky that, 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 that is part of the, that is part of my story. Like that, that, that through everything we've talked about, like that the, the rock, that that rock was there, you know? Um, Beautiful. And, yeah. Um, question. We're coming up to sort of the end of the show now. So I want to talk to you about uh, this community service uh, project that you have. Yeah. I think it's called What is Vital. And mm-hmm. will, you, will you tell us a little bit about that? You know, in Buddhist uh, philosophy, co- uh, cultivation of merit uh, which is good deeds that we can do with our mind, with our speech and with our bodies. It's such an important path. It's such an important necessary piece to the puzzle, the healing puzzle. Um, so when I tell people oftentimes about cultivating this altruistic nature, the selfless nature as a pathway out of depression, out of anxiety, out of addiction, some people are usually like, mm, what about me? What about my pain? What about my trauma? What about me? It's like, my love, I guarantee you the moment they step into that role of being of service to other people, something inside of you will start to unlock. So will you tell us about that? Yeah. I'm going to pause right here and get a new headphone because these are going to die. So it'll just it. like take a little thing. Perfect. One second. Okay. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. So clear. Can you speak so I can hear you? Yeah. Can you can you hear me? Can you hear me? Hello, hello, hello. Can you hear me? I hear you. Hello? All Better? Right. Okay, cool. Yep. Got it. Cool. Okay. So so what is vital was actually born. I want to say in 2011, so it's like, it's a nine year project at this point. And it started because I went into Crenshaw High School, which is a a school here in LA. And I wrote and recorded songs with the kids in their like choir program. And this was a very different time in my like expression, creative journey. And we wrote songs together and the teacher at the end of this program, I had the kids perform their songs and it was a special moment and I, I brought in someone to perform, you know, to like, like make it this like last event. And the teacher at the end, um, she was like, why didn't you perform for the kids? And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it's not, you know, it's 
you know, it's not about that me. It's like, it's about them, their journey. And excuse my language. She was like, fuck that. They want to see you express yourself, you know? Ooh, uh. Yeah. It changed my life. It changed the whole like trajectory of maybe that was the start of my spiritual journey. Um, because I realized like that in order, you know, for me to encourage people to, um, express themselves, like I have to also be expressing myself, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So fast forward, like vital was the title of my first album. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, I've asked this question, like, what is vital to you? And to Mm -hmm. me, what is vital is, is clear. It's, it's family and friends and, and being seen, being heard, community expression, all of these things. Mm -hmm. But here we are in 2020 and like, it is harder than ever to, to go after what is vital and to sometimes to even, you know, when you're going after it, to feel like you're supported in this, like, you know, in an invisible network of other creative people who are also making what is vital to them. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. other things had to happen. Like we, we now have like 501 C three affiliation so we can accept, you know, donations as a nonprofit and then with these funds and this fund that we've built, we're going to be able to send small grants to projects and people to help them in pursuit of whatever is vital to them. And in the doing of that, we can also help tell the more global story of people pursuing what is vital to them in the face of of anything that's going on and in in a world where we're not encouraged enough mm-hmm. to like to pursue what is vital i what i hope is that this project both has the 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 kind of like legs to be able to grow and mm-hmm. also help encourage people to keep pursuing what is vital because that's also that's also the journey that i'm on you know mm-hmm. and you talked about you know an altruistic or or sort of a a giving back I think that that it's all connected. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, you know, if you are, you know, you can't give to others in place of giving to yourself, but you also can't give to yourself in place of caring about mm-hmm. others. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So for me, what is vital is like the, is like almost like the thesis project to my life. You know, it's something that's, that's taken nine years to arrive at a starting point, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're actually getting set up to launch like it by the end of this year. Oh my God. That's genius. Thank you. Keep us all posted on that because we would love to, um, you know, share. And um, last question. Are you ready? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what does it mean to be spiritually sassy? Oh, and it's in your definition. Every guest gets asked that question and everyone has their own way of, of, of defining that. So I think, I think, and I feel like I have learned through the course of this, you know, I don't want to call it interview. I don't want to call it, you know, podcast. Sure. But like through the, the course of this conversation, mm. you know, like I mentioned, I would start off like, if you ask me, are you feeling spiritually sassy? I would be honest and be like, no, I'm feeling like a, like a 
uh, I'm feeling so human. It hurts, you know, <laughs> uh, but I think my definition of what it means to be spiritually sassy is that you are, um, you are confidently sitting within the process that is uniquely yours and in some ways is the whole journey and reason why you are on earth. So to me, to be spiritually sassy would just be to feel alive and fabulous and, and glowing even if, even when it feels uh, difficult or murky that you're, you being spiritually sassy is like, is uniquely yours to cultivate. Mm. Oh my God. What a delicious answer. Oh my God. Oh my God. I honestly have to tell you, I think this is one of my favorites so far. So thank you. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I'm going to keep like coming back to this, uh, interview and also like i'm just gonna keep joining the zoom room just to be like maybe i'll catch him again you know I mean? <laughs> um, so sweet yeah. oh honey where where can uh listeners listeners find you if you search morgan but the a is an x m-o-r-g-x-n you can find me wherever internet is sold you know Boom. say that loud and clear <clears throat> well, thank you so much for being on the show, my love. Truly an honor. We're so blessed to have you on the Spiritually Sassy Show. Thank you. Thank you thank so you. much. Thank yes. you. Have a great day. Thank you. Mwah. Hope to see you. We'll end here, Mark. Um, thank you, love, for being on. I really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, my God. We, we've touched so many, <laughs> so many real moments, you know, like, and I think like, you know, with whatever disclaimer, I'm, I feel comfortable with everything that was shared. Um, and I, you know, I think some, there's a lot, there's a, there was a lot of real, there was a lot of real in that. And I'm grateful that you are the person to cultivate that space. And yeah. Thank you, love. I appreciate it so much. Truly so honored and grateful. And I look forward to seeing you in person at some point. Yeah. I'll so text go you for a hike. and we can Perfect. go for a hike. What part of town are you in? I'm in Echo Park. Okay, cool. I'm in Venice, so I feel, I'll um, come to the West Side. I'm in. Yeah, or we can go for a hike next to you. I haven't, I haven't really left the West Side ever. You know, I just go up to Malibu and back to Venice. So love it. Yeah, uh, text me and we'll go from there. Okay. 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 Right. Have a great day. Love you, babe. Thank you love so you. much. Bye. Bye.